Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. Hope everyone's doing great. Thanks again for listening, watching on YouTube, and for all your support. Today we got a really good episode. We're going to be talking about new government, Biden administration, and your 401k. So obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in D.C. And just at the outset, I want to just make this clear. This is not a political podcast. I am not political at all. I'm totally bipartisan. Uh, my only intent is to just describe and report what has been presented by the Biden administration as what potentially could occur to your 401k plan if some of the Biden-Harris proposals ever become law. So again, just want to be clear, uh, I'm not really going to opine whether it's good or bad. Um, the good news is retirement accounts are bipartisan, okay? Democrats, Republicans, blue states, red states, conservatives, liberals, we all can agree that the retirement system works, okay? And you see that by retirement account legislation. For example, the SECURE Act number two recently passed the House Ways and Means Committee the end of October 2020, and it's pretty much bipartisan. Uh, almost unanimous support for it. Why? Because it's based off math. Everyone knows that the more you contribute to a retirement account, the more consistent you are, the more diligent you are, the more money you're going to have at the end of the day because it's based off the power of deferral, power of compounded interest. And I've repeated this many times on various videos, podcasts, even blogs. But it's important to remember in this you know, partisan, divisive, uh, environment we're living in that retirement accounts don't have to be that everyone could benefit again whether you're in a blue state red state whether you're low income middle income high income whether you're jewish christian muslim atheist hindu it doesn't matter if you do three things if you start contributing early if you're consistent you trust the process you have a lot of money tax deferred or tax free in a retirement account so let's get to what the Biden-Harris proposal was on 401ks. I'm going to focus this podcast on 401ks since I got a lot of questions on potentially what could happen. So obviously, you know, Biden is going to take power January 20th. The Democrats will control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So we're going to have a lot of power, obviously. And, and yes, it is a very closely divided Senate. They're it's only a one uh, tiebreaker majority for the Democrats. There's still a lot of potential to get things done. Now, I'm not sure you're going to see a lot of tax legislation. I don't think you're going to see any 401k changes initially in the first year or anything part of budget reconciliation or part of the Congressional View Act. I don't think initially you're going to see a lot of movement. I think the Biden administration will focus on COVID and uh, focus on some other um, areas versus taxation and retirement. I do believe there will be a tax 
plan, tax act that will become law in the next few years, just like President Trump was able to do it in 2017. This will be their chance in the next two years to do some some tax modifications to the Trump 2017 tax act. So I think you will see some increased individual tax rates from 37 to 39%. I do think the corporate tax rate will go up from 21, potentially 25 to 28%. And then the capital gains increase could potentially go up to 39.6% for income over a million bucks. And again, that's probably going to happen in the next two years, I would say, but I'm not sure it will happen immediately. Now, as far as retirement accounts goes, the big change that the Biden-Harris campaign talked about was equalizing 401k tax benefits. So what that means is currently in our system, which has been the case you know, pretty much since ERISA in 1973, is that you get a tax deduction for making pre-tax IRA, especially pre-tax 401k contributions based off your tax bracket. So if you make $600,000 or you make 60,000 bucks, the tax deduction you will receive for contributing 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 to a 401k will be based off your tax bracket. So if you make $600,000 and you're in the 35% tax bracket, making a $1,000 contribution is worth 35 cents on the dollar, right? You get a 35% tax deduction on that contribution. Whereas if you make $60,000 and you're in the 20% tax bracket, that $1,000 contribution maybe is only worth 20 cents on the dollar or 20%. Okay, so the idea based off the Biden campaign's website is they wish to equalize benefits across the income scale so that low and middle income workers will also get a tax break when they put money away for retirement. So that's the concept, right? If you're thinking about this, what is the big change? They want to basically create, and, and some tax analysts estimate it's going to be a 26, they're 24 to 28, but probably a 26% credit across the board. So what that means is if you make 40,000 or 80,000 or 200,000 or 800,000, everyone is going to get a 26% credit slash deduction. Okay. So that means if you make $600,000 and you generate or make a thousand dollar pre-tax contribution, you're going to get a 26% benefit or a deduction of 20 six cents on the dollar. And the same goes if you make 40,000 bucks and put in a thousand bucks, that contribution will be worth 26 cents on the dollar, which obviously, you know, is more valuable. Now, the question is, will this change anything? Will this push the needle and make more low income earners save for retirement? And I'm not sure about that. And I talked about this in a different podcast. I believe just being in the industry for you know 12 plus years, being a tax attorney for 20 plus years, unfortunately, it all comes down to money. And low-income individuals that I've spoken to understand the power of the retirement system. Most do. Most understand that, hey, if I save more now, I'm going to have more when I retire and I'll be wealthier for me and my family. However, they got bills. They have rent mortgage payments, student debt. They got to put food on the table. They got to want to go on vacation. They have car payments. So it's not that they don't want to save $10,000 a year. They can't. So giving them a 26% deduction versus a 20% or 18 or 22%, not sure it's going to move the needle for them. Honestly, yes, it may give them a refund or a bigger refund, which is great. 
but most low income individuals are just living month to month and they're not worried about a year later potentially getting a few hundred bucks more back in a refund. So I'm not sure it's going to make a difference this. Um, hopefully it will. Hopefully it will get more low to middle income people saving for retirement. That's the name of the game. Still under 60% of Americans um, do not have retirement accounts. Um, so anything that we can encourage people to save is a good thing. I'm just not sure this is going to make a difference. And what it could do is it could make high income earners, instead of making pre-tax contributions, it could force them to make Roth contributions, which again, I'm not sure the government cares. They may actually be encouraged by that or happy about that. Why? Because tax deductions mean less revenue for the treasurer. So if someone's putting in 15,000 bucks in a 401k and getting a 26% deduction instead of 35%, the government may be happier if you just did it on Roth, right? And didn't get any deduction, which would not reduce the tax revenue they would receive. So some people believe this is actually indirectly trying to push higher income people to making Roth contributions because they are especially worried over the next four to eight years about budget deficits and any excess tax revenues they can collect would be advantageous for them. So again, that's just an indirect potential benefit of this proposal. Um, I'm not sure when this would pass, if it's going to pass. But again, it's important to remember the intent of this proposal is equalizing benefits. I think you'll also potentially see this in the IRA world. There's been chatter about a potential cap on retirement accounts. This is something President Obama talked about, just never actually became law. Um, and again, it's, it's going towards the platform of, of more equality across the board, creating less inequality uh, amongst different wealth groups. So we'll see how this impacts all of us who contribute to 401k plans. Will it force high income earners to go more Roth? Will it encourage low income earners to put away more for their retirement? To be seen, uh, I'm not sure the impact this will have. I actually don't think it will have much of an impact. But again, I've been wrong before. Uh, you can ask my wife. I'm, I'm usually wrong pretty much multiple times a day. So we shall see. Uh, anything that does encourage people to save is a good thing. Um, but we will see how this plays off versus tax increases. Um, this will potentially... Um, need a revenue raiser with it because by giving low income earners a higher deduction, it could generate uh, less revenue. So they may need to have some type of revenue kicker into some bill that's added in conjunction with the uh, equalizing the 401k tax benefits. Um, I think also the Secure Act 2.0, which uh, potentially could get passed also this year, uh, which had some very interesting proposals, uh, i.e., um, Auto, automatic enrollment, more state IRAs, encouraging states or to force companies that don't have 401ks above a certain size to at least automatically enroll people into an IRA program. Um, they're also talking about a potential catch-up over a certain age, say over 60, where you can put in more than, let's say, the 7,000 bucks. So right now, if you're under 50, you could put in 6,000. If you're over 50, you can put in seven. The idea is if you're over 60, maybe you can put in 10 to do a catch up. So these are some things that are on the table. Um, again, I don't think the retirement industry, so to speak, will be a hot 
topic uh, in the early days or months of the Biden administration. Obviously, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing uh, with you know, a lot of uh, partisan politics. And we, we got other issues we got to deal with, like stimulus. Um, so I think they'll be focused on that regard. However, be ready that there will be some very interesting retirement and tax legislation, I would think, in the next you know, 12 to 24 months. Um, and the equalizing the 401k tax benefits will be one of them. Uh, this was a major part of their um, tax slash retirement proposals uh, that they talked about uh, during the campaign. So I think this is something that could get passed. I'm not sure the momentum behind it. I'm not sure how the financial industry and the lobbying um, foundation of the industry, which is quite powerful, how they'll feel about this. Uh, but we'll see. And um, it's going to be interesting. So there you have it. That's going to be um, something to look out for. Um, and um, I promise I will keep everyone abreast of any new developments on um, the Biden administration and any potential changes to the retirement account system um, with over 50 million 401k participants, hundreds of thousands of companies that have 401k plans, uh, over $7 trillion in, in retirement 401k money. Um, this, this obviously impacts lots of people. So this is something we all need to be aware of. I'm not sure it's going to change our behavior. I'm not sure it's going to change how we contribute to a 401k, but it's something that we need to be conscious of because again, for most of us, our greatest assets are our retirement accounts and the 401k specifically is, is the fastest and easiest way to generate wealth because of the power of deferral. So hope everyone um, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, again, really appreciate your support. Give it, give us a like or give me a like if you uh, can, if you haven't already, subscribe. Also, please check out add bits and add mail to other weekly podcasts that I'm really proud of. And you can obviously find them Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, anyways, again, thanks for all your support and uh, stay safe and talk to everyone again next week.